0: If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Maker Mom podcast. Today's guest is Cynthia with Lucky Butter Cup and Daughters. Cynthia is... Super interesting, even though you will hear her say multiple times that she is not, but she totally is. Um, She has a bachelor's, master's, doctorate, is a dentist by day, woodworker, maker, shed builder, uh, former professional cyclist by evening, weekends. Um, Trust me, you will not be bored at all during this episode. Um, so I'm just going to let you go ahead and get right into the interview. All right. Well, why don't we just get started with, uh, uh, can you give a brief introduction about yourself? Like, who are you? What do you do? Ah,
1: who am I? Um, well, I am a mom of six children and I live in an extremely rural area, even though the state says New Jersey. Um, don't be fooled. This is the, the middle of nowhere um i am let's see i'm multi interested in things so i have um a degree in biochemistry and then um, a master's in chemistry and then i went to medical school and i have a doctorate degree in dentistry so i do that professionally that's my my real job and then everything else on the side I'm a farmer, a mom, a maker. (laughs) I don't know what else. (laughs) Stuff.
0: (laughs) You were just trying to tell me that you're not that interesting.
1: I think we could spend
0: (laughs) an entire hour just talking about all those things
1: you just listed. Um. A lot lot of people don't (laughs) find science to be interesting. They find it to be intimidating, which um, I wish I could just turn that all around for people because it's extremely interesting. Um, I find it just... It is a part of me that I can immerse myself in. So when I'm at work, I'm at work. I'm really in my work. And then when I come home, I put my work away. I don't really think about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: No, I mean, um, I'm not going to lie. You know, Mm -hmm. dentist, not my favorite person to go visit. Um, I know.
1: I've heard heard that. But trust, trust me, my office, well, we're all women and we're all, uh, we, we get along great. We've been together for a while. Dentistry came later in life. So after my child, my last children went off to kindergarten, I went off to school again. Um, until that point, I was around as much as I could be, as mm-hmm. uh, a lot of us moms are. But uh, no, de- dentistry is one thing. I look at it more as a, a science and a, a medicine of your a part of your body that's extremely important to you, um, obviously. And it's the first part of your body that develops when you're an embryo. So uh, obviously biology and evolution has dictated that the, uh, the oral mucosa is important. <laughs> so my job is to maintain it for you so that you can live a long, happy, healthy life. And uh, that's, what I, that's the way I go into it. I really don't look at myself as anything other than helping you live a healthy life and a mechanic. I can fix things there you go well You're usually I'm gonna die in my chair I need
0: you to come tell my six-year-old that because right uh, now
1: well.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah no well I won't I won't tell you too much but he had his first two loose teeth and okay. uh he, but he ended up with you know what his dentist is telling him his shark teeth so his permanent oh. teeth were coming in already behind us um, too, loose teeth. And sure. uh and he just refused to pull those two loose teeth. And so yeah. we had to go uh-huh. in and, and the dentist pulled them and he was right. He was not happy though he yeah. has come around to say, Well this is kind of cool.
1: Right. Have, it know, can happen. That
0: but yeah, he was yeah. not we we <laughs> We've spent quite a bit of time of saying, you know, well, we have to go to the dentist because it's good for uh, us.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm always telling kids, eat lots of apples, go for apples, yes. do, do things that will pull them. Otherwise, I, I, I'll have a joke with the kids because I, I tend to enjoy the pediatric community. I'll say, uh, you know, I'm just going to take a string, I'm going to tie it to the door and to your tooth and we're just going to slam it and see what happens. How about that? <laughs> I try to tease them into it, but right. a, lot of kids, a lot of kids come in fearful, and I, I think it's a direct reflection off of the parents. A lot of parents had a bad experience. Um, you know, we have to turn that frown right upside down and work at it from that angle a lot of times, so um, it's an area of medicine that gets kind of the bad reputation, but I truthfully think that it's an area that your, your, your dental staff can really make an impact on your life really can. I found a lot of people in my chair that had systemic diseases that they had no clue about. And we refer them out and they come back and thank us. You know, we're just there to help them feel better and do better in life so that they maintain their teeth forever. Right. Yep. <laughs> nobody wants to, to put their teeth in a glass at night. <laughs>
0: no, no, nobody wants to do that. You are correct. Nope.
1: <laughs> so uh, that's usually where we go. But that, that, that's that side of my life. That's right. the um, professional side and i rarely um interject that side into my instagram which is my fun side that's my recreational side of okay. uh, life so i mean you
0: listed maker you know in mm-hmm. your in your string so what things do you like to make what
1: is what is your definition mm-hmm. of maker that is a great question um and boy, I, I haven't even identified it in myself yet. And I've been going at this now for three and a half years. Um, I, I work in wood. I do, um, I build, I've built all kinds of things. I've just finished, in fact, I may even post it today if I get a chance. I finally finished this shed I've been building for, I don't know, five and a half weeks. The weather hasn't been my friend. Um, but I've done everything. I've tried everything. I like to try uh, a lot of different aspects of woodworking from working with hand tools and of course, power tools. I've made big furniture. I've done lots of mosaic work. Um, all kinds of things. Uh, I'm, I'm game. I'll try it. And um, I have perfected nothing, but I continue to try lots of things.
0: <laughs> okay. Hey, well, you know, to me, that's, it's a, a the constant learning is usually what draws people to yes making I think. Um, I agree. All right. So you're a mom of six. Um mm-hmm. we were talking a little bit beforehand, but do you for the listeners, do you want to list uh the age ranges you have there
1: currently? Oh well well first of all we go boy girl, boy girl, and then girl girl. So we we, we spoiled it at the end. If they had been a boy and girl <laughs> twin set, we would have been perfect, but we did not. Um but we go from thirty one straight down the pike. Um, they're I think they're all except for the last two. they're all about sixteen to eighteen months apart. so we just you know had a bunch of kids, um thought we were done at four, got surprised with twins at the end, which was fine. Um, my husband's from Italy. And uh he likes big family. <laughs> so there you go. Yes. Uh, six is have.
0: six is quite a bit. I mean it's it is.
1: <laughs>
0: it is. I, and I, I did ask you. him if he
1: wanted another, but he said no. <laughs> <laughs> he was done.
0: <laughs> he was done. Um yes. All right, well, let's go back a bit to your childhood. What was your childhood like? Where did
1: you grow up? Um, what
0: kind of things were you interested in?
1: Ah, well, I grew up I was in New Jersey. I'm a New Jersey girl, um, not up where I live now, in, in a different setting. Um, I grew up in Ridgewood, New Jersey, which is a beautiful town, and uh, had uh, a lovely family. My parents, my father was an architect and a designer and a builder. And I think I got it all from him because I just used to follow my father around everywhere. He was just a hero to me. He passed away early when I was a young girl, but the time I had with him was apparently very impactful. Um, And we had horses, we had land, and we just enjoyed doing kind of those things. I had horses and raised them, Rode them, showed them, had a lot of fun with them. And one day I got involved with bicycles and I became really passionate about that and spent many, many years as a bike racer. So I, I raced a very long time um, all around the, the female circuit. That was lots of fun. And then I got serious and got down to life and was married and had kids. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. In between, I went to college and did all that <laughs> regular stuff. And, you know, nothing exciting, just regular.
0: Just regular. <laughs> not, no big deal. Um, yeah. I, I have to go into the cycling a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, so did that start, like, teenage years or?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, my father had passed away, and I wanted to get around. And nobody, none of my siblings would drive me anywhere. I was the youngest and the only girl. So it was like, yeah, good luck. So I rode a bike and I got more and more interested in it. And one day I was out riding a bike and this man pulled up next to me in a car and said outside the car, Are you, do you bike race? Do you race? And I said, no. And he said, well, I think you're going to. And I'm like, okay. And that put a little thought in my mind. And I went down to the local bike shop and put a deposit on a nicer bike, then worked all summer in a hospital um, as an aid to save up money and then went back and bought that bike and started that way. And then bike clubs and eventually sponsorships and, um, all the way up to women's national team for a few years and, um, just traveled all over and raced the bike. It was fun. A lot of fun. I still ride to this day. Um, a lot still just my little, my little way of getting, getting away from it all I'm notorious for riding to to work and home from work
0: (laughs) okay um what is the coolest place you've ever ridden
1: oh gosh well there was this series way back in the day called the pepsi twilight series and it was raced at nighttime that was cool um we went up yeah, we went up and down the East Coast, and we, we had um, – there's an aspect to cycling. Um, all my cycling people hear this. Um, the races are called criteriums, and they're usually around a mile loop, and it's almost always centered in a town, so there can be spectators standing along the sides of the road. And then at nighttime, compounding with the dark and the excitement and the street lights. I think that probably was one of my favorite things to do. Got a lot of fun. Okay. But uh, I didn't go abroad. I didn't race in France. Or people always ask me, Did you go to the Tour de France? I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't. And yeah. I missed the Olympic team by just a couple months because I was pregnant. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Darn it. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um, well, my, my wife is into cycling, but just as a hobby. Um, okay. But she's done. Um, um ragbri here in Iowa,
1: sos oh, okay.
0: which is a, a ride across the state um, oh nice for over a week they ride from now i have to from west to east, <clears throat> okay every time you know, but different routes to do that
1: um, nice but she
0: really enjoys that, and then we have yeah. it's not road cycling, but uh where I'm at in the Iowa city, Iowa area, we mm-hmm. have a uh international competition called Jingle Cross that happens every year year, um, at our fairgrounds which is um, is uh, like cross training you know they're going Mm -hmm. up like muddy hills and uh, okay fun stuff Um, yeah but that's always fun that's about the closest I get to um, yeah cycling I don't I'm not the biggest person who's into it myself <laughs> but, right. I, but I, I like being around the people who like to do it
1: right right <laughs> it's a strange group of people honestly it's a it's every group of people I've found from my horse people to my cycling people to my woodworking people we're all passionate about that theme that idea and and then, you know, that's about it. We don't share a lot of other things, just that passion. It's interesting to me.
0: Yeah. I found that. Uh, and I think that's an interesting point you bring up too. So you have, you have multiple passions, you know, you got. I do. You've got the woodworking, the cycling, uh, mm-hmm. science, um, horses still. Horses still. Uh, mm-hmm. ha- have you seen, uh, does do any of those other passions overlap or do you feel like they influence your style of making?
1: Um, well, definitely I'm going to say the science because I can be very, I don't want to label myself, but I, can, I am somewhat of a type A person. Um, if I'm going to take the time to do it, I really want to learn it. I want to know it. And... Immerse myself in it, and that's that's really what you have to do in the field of science, especially in medicine. You really have to get in there, and go go the extra mile. Learn learn something a little bit more. Don't just go on the surface. I I see so many times on uh, on social media, people will be talking about a certain thing, and and they leave out a, a thousand details. So the the average person trying to look at it or learn it misses. tremendous amounts and youtube too you you're looking at something oh i want to learn how to build this and and they they've left out a zillion details so you're you're apt to fail and that can really rock your confidence or or just take you away from that that um desire because you don't find yourself oh maybe i'm not talented in this area um i'm different that way when it comes to woodworking i really want to know I want to get in there and know, and I practice, and I learn, and I think about it, and I craft on it. And if it doesn't turn out great, I try again or I rework it a little bit. But um, it's truly for myself. It's not—I'm not out here to um, be the next big woodworking star <laughs> by any any means. Um, I'm just happy to really learn it. So I think science draws me in that same that same parallel, and and it's almost the same with cycling. I really think about it. I work hard at it. You know, I remember I used to think about a lot of strategies on the road races, um working hard at it I just that's just I think that's just who I am. I'm one of those people that wants to know the answer. My husband always says, "You're the best researcher I ever met because I just need to know. Uh, I'll look it up, learn, think about it, get back at you with the answer." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. See, see, there's the boring part. <laughs> that's not the boring
0: part at all. That's not the boring part at all. Um, did, you, did
1: you just nod off there for a second?
0: <laughs> I did not nod off, I swear. Um, but it's, I mean, it's your process, right? That, yes. That's your process basically kind of no
1: matter what you're tackling. That's your yeah, process. I, I'm very methodical. Like I bought the porter cable dovetail jig So you can, you know, replicate dovetails without sitting there cutting the tails and pins and and having all that kind of um, methodical, you know, whatever (laughs) it is, sitting in the night with a candle and and whatnot. whatnot. That's the image I get. So I bought this Porter Cable thing thinking, great, I'll set it up, I'll follow the directions, bang, I'm going to have these beautiful dovetails. Yeah, sure. That doesn't work like that. It's like so finicky. You have to get them, (laughs) you have to really dial it in. And then redial it in for every species of wood you change. So you're gonna be you're gonna have a pile of firewood in practice pieces <laughs> by the time you're done. Trust me. So those kind of things drive me nuts because I'm like, oh, I thought this would be so easy. <laughs> well, no. you're
0: you're still uh, leaps and bounds ahead of me in that regard, because <laughs> I have not, I would say, where I've taken my uh, focus for learning, uh, practice or a process has not been in joinery. Mm-hmm. I, uh, like that's not, it probably sounds awful as a woodworker, but that's like the least of my concerns. Right. Um, I'm okay with using mechanical methods of joinery. Um, mm-hmm. I get much more focused on, uh, finish and oh, shape okay. and shape. That's where, oh, okay. like my mind is fascinated with. Um, all right. But you know, yeah. every everybody's different, and and yeah, I've uh, over the last couple episodes talking, you know, with two people who are very much in like the fine woodworking craft. Mm-hmm. Joiner joinery is everything. Um, yeah, and that's the detail, right? It's it's like that is an it's addition a detail. To a, yeah,
1: it's a challenge, and there's a few people I really admire on Instagram that I follow that. You know they just have a really innate talent for it they may not think so they're very humble but they have a, a talent for for joinery and there, there is there, there's got to be a certain talent to it but and understanding the wood and the grain and the movement um it just blows my mind how many details there are you know it's not just all about the craig jig you can do more <laughs> yeah right. just you know, you know it's just and, and that's a has a great application. I've just used it myself, believe it or' not putting shelves in this shed that I made. I got a little crazy with this shed with the details. My husband's <laughs> like, it's a shed. It's not a tiny home, but um <laughs> the joinery definitely boy you could you could work on that forever.
0: yeah to, i would I would it. say that probably many of the famous fine furniture makers. Mm-hmm. probably studied and worked to perfect joinery their entire yeah. their entire lives and yeah. i would i would guess if you could bring them back to life and ask them if they felt they had perfected it most of them would say no
1: i i agree with you yeah. because if you look at some old cabinetry at those hand-cut dovetails and i mean over time they expand contract expand contract just like your enamel does um <laughs> and they crack and they they start to to get rough, but just imagine doing that. That's probably why, when people hired a cabinet maker, they didn't expect their cabinets for two years, <laughs> right? This person had to do it, he had hand hewn it, he had to do a million things to it or she, most likely he back then. But, um, yeah, and then the finish alone look at some mm-hmm. of those and the inlay. Oh, please, hmm. I'm still in the Fred Flintstone stage <laughs> of woodworking, <laughs> honest to goodness. Sometimes I just crack myself up. Because uh, you know, I can just make so many mistakes. It, it's just funny, <laughs> very so, funny.
0: So that uh, that is a perfect segue to my next question, which is, how long have you been
1: woodworking,
0: and how did you well, get started?
1: Oh, okay. Well, solidly for three and a half years. I'm, I'm I try to do the timeline in my head. Um, one day on the internet, I saw you can make a barn door, you know, how the barn doors became an interior door. And I thought, Oh, that'd be perfect in our downstairs. We have a, it it was a playroom. The kids don't play in there anymore. So my husband and I turned it into a pool room and not with the swimming pool, but the, the pool table. And I thought, Oh, I can make this myself. So I went and bought the supplies and I came back and I watched the video and with hand finishing nails, and no clamps at all. I used these straps and some glue I found. I made this door. Oh, and I had an old Ryobi miter saw. <laughs> it wasn't mine. It was my husband's from I don't know when. And I thought, oh, I could do the angles of the cross pieces. So I put this thing together. You know, that door is still hanging downstairs. It's actually turned out really well. That, that is what happens when you don't really think about it. Um, that's how I started because once I succeeded in doing that and I didn't even know how to use a hand drill, my husband had to show me that day how to, how to use it, which still is so funny to the both of us. And that just, that fueled the fire. And I thought, well, my dad did this and I have some of his hand tools and I'm, I just got more and more interested. And, oh, and I found Anna White on the internet. I said, look at all these plans. I could practically build a house. <laughs> <laughs> And so I started making my way through some of her plans and learning. And then my daughter said, how about Instagram, which I had never even heard of. And um, boy, it just, it snowballed from there. And then I follow all of you people on Instagram and I learn tons. It's like a walking encyclopedia with live people. It's fascinating.
0: It is. And um, the especially the maker community on Instagram is like, oh yeah super helpful like if you have a mm-hmm. question um like when you were talking about you know what gets shared a lot doesn't always go into like the super details but if you had a question about the details that person would tell you like oh yeah, yeah. they they're totally about sharing the knowledge and uh i think just totally growing the, the field
1: yeah i agree and and there are some very very large accounts that i follow that um you know, it can be somewhat intimidating sometimes because the person is quite well known in the community. But I have literally reached out to some of these people in the past and said, look, I'm on the fence about this piece or that piece or something, a question in regards to wood making, woodworking. And um, boy, they get right back, at you, right back to you with all honesty and humor. I had one fellow who's uh, very, very uh, prominent on Instagram and in this woodworking community call me on the phone. Give me your number, wow. I'll call you. Called me on the phone, talked me through this whole thing. I was having problems with finger joints. I couldn't, I had no clue what was going wrong. And um, and we just ended up having a wonderful conversation. It was it was great. Awesome. Yeah. Um. I, I had one come to my house. <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> driving by your house. I have samples of Rubio in my car. Let me drop them off. I couldn't believe it. So nice. Yeah.
0: And that's what is awesome. Um, I think because of Instagram and social media, mm-hmm. the the world seems smaller. At least mm-hmm. uh, in the craft industry, I feel like um, right, friendlier, friendlier, and and yeah. I mean, I'm you know talking with people in Canada and the UK. Right, and I never mm-hmm. would have had those opportunities same Uh,
1: before or the acceptance Mm -hmm. because frankly if I mention what I do to other people outside of this community and or my family you know if I'm chair side with somebody and mention it you know you get kind of I I don't know people aren't quite on board with you and they're not really understanding your passion so you feel a little odd
0: yeah sometimes no absolutely (laughs) hello friends today's podcast is sponsored by Carolina Shoe Now, I have been wearing my steel-toed Carolina shoes, safety shoes, safety boots, really, for quite some time now, and I'm going to tell you I love them. And I wear them every single time that I go to the shop. Um, They keep my feet safe. Uh, with the steel toe tip they keep my feet safe from falling objects Uh, but there's many different types of safety toe options not just steel toe also they're oil and slip resistant and waterproof Uh, so whenever i get some water in the shop they keep my feet nice and dry and they're super comfortable i wasn't expecting that but they really are so take it from me who does wear these shoes every time I'm in the shop, that they're really awesome. And if you want to go check it out and get your very own pair, you can get a special 10% off using the coupon code MAKERMOM10 at checkout. So just go to carolinashoe.com and again enter that coupon code MAKERMOM10 to get 10% off at checkout. So thank you, Carolina Shoe, and go get yourself a pair of these awesome boots and thank me later. Um, and that so I I wanna ask though more about that passion. So you built that barn door and it kind of got things started. Like what Mm -hmm. what about that process or or what about that project was like, man, I I I wanna do this
1: more. I I don't know. It just started something in me. um, I always have been a very manually um, driven type of person, chopping wood or fixing things. I like to fix things. I always feel like I could fix them. I don't know why I feel like that. I guess I get it from my dad and his electrical tape fixing methods. He used to fix everything with that electrical tape. Um, And he was cheap, so he would never want to buy a new one. (laughs) He's going to fix that. So I have that same mentality. If you have duct tape, you can fix anything. Practically. Now I have this new 3M metal tape. Fixed the vacuum cleaner over the weekend, like total MacGyvered it and thrilled. But um, no, I think just working with the wood, it's odd, but the smell of the wood, I know that sounds odd. Just, I don't know, there's something familiar about it and I enjoyed it. And then the connection with my dad, who I didn't really ever get to connect with on this level as an adult. It felt like I went full circle. I I finished something that wasn't completed yet because my father was, you know, he was a very hands-on guy on his jobs. He may have designed them, but he was going to get in there and build them too. Mm -hmm. And I think because he didn't get to finish his, his life goals, I felt like I jumped in and took it over a little bit. And it just felt like I completed something. And it was a really good feeling.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's great that you have the. You're able to have that uh,
1: familial connection. Yeah, this. yeah, and I find a lot of makers do not not just men but women. A lot of them will mention a grandfather or a father or or somebody in their life that um, started it for them, or they they wanted to join in with that person and. Mm-hmm. And it does draw you in, I think it's it draws you in, which is a nice thing to to have,
0: yeah, I grew up surrounded by um furniture pieces that actually my great great grandfather made, oh and, boy, um, so I mean, obviously I never met him <laughs> right of <laughs> uh, course you know, um, but it was something that was like, i don't know, it just having those pieces in my home um mm-hmm. now you know i have i own some of those pieces cuz they've been passed down it's right. just one of those things of like there is some kind of connection to it and mm-hmm. and i love how a piece of furniture or even you know art is similar like can carry a story through generations and i think that's yeah amazing.
1: that that is true and boy you're lucky to have those pieces or, or that it, the, it's so special. You can't. You can't even. I don't know. You just can't put it into words. Sometimes. Mm-hmm, exactly. You just feel it. And it's nice to. It's nice to touch something. That, you know they were working on. Mhm. It It's just uh, a really nice thing. I don't have uh, too many pieces for my father, but I do have a few of his pieces. He made all of our furniture at home, which we used to think was odd back in the day because it wasn't popular (laughs) everybody was going to Hoffman and Coos but us (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's a furniture place out here um yeah no my dad would be making it uh that's kind of funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) I still have one of the dressers upstairs that I keep all my cycling clothes in and my husband always says everything your dad made weighed a ton (laughs) I think they made plywood different back then. I don't know; everything seems to weigh a ton when they did it.
0: Yeah. Well, like, yeah, what I found because there's a, a few pieces of my, um you know, my that my great great grandfather made that <clears throat> need to be refinished in order to make sure that they can, you know, last even longer. Right. And um man, so he used because it's a prominent species uh of wood here in Iowa everything was walnuts um oh nice yeah I mean it's all it's gorgeous um but he was like addicted to screws I'm just (laughs) convinced he was addicted to screws I'm like you do not need 40 screws for a one foot span So, (laughs) so that was the only thing where it's like Trying to like kind of disassemble, to refinish, to reassemble. I'm like, this is going oh, to be
1: like forever just to take out all this. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah. I can, I, can, I can see your point. Yeah, I wouldn't even try to take something my father made apart on purpose because I, I don't know where to begin. But I do like to look at the things he made. I made a desk for my daughter in college. It was shaped, it reminded me of a baseball diamond. But I had the original one that was mine. So I just put it next to me on the workbench and I just replicated it as I went along, just took the measurements and followed along. And that was probably my most enjoyable build. I loved it because I felt like I was building side by side with him. Yeah. And to look at how he made this thing, I I don't know how his mind worked, but it was interesting (laughs) to say the least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's great Uh, to your point. I mean, you carried that design element through. Um,
1: Yep. I mean, I followed that to a T and my father was big on dados and rabbits, dados <laughs> and rabbits. And he, I remember his table saw was one of those um, radial arm saws. They're different than a, a regular table saw. Yep. <laughs> and, and we were f- strictly forbidden to go into that workshop when that thing was on because my mother was convinced he was going to cut his body in half. But um, he, you know, he made these beautiful dados and rabbits on that thing. I don't know. We have all this precision mat- stuff now. And there he was. That amazes me. Cause those things are
0: like <laughs> deadly dangerous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, I'm, I'm with I'm your mom. Back. Like don't go in the shop anywhere near <laughs> when that thing
1: is. On. <laughs> well, those guys back then, they were all big on chisels. They were all big on circle saws. They didn't have all the cool stuff that we have now that my dad would probably. Yeah. Well, just going out and blowing the leaves off the yard, he'd probably be shocked because he had to use a rake. So I don't really know. You know, he died before the remote control or the cell phone. So heck. But uh yeah, we've come a long way. We're we're truly pampered <laughs> in <Right>. the shop. <laughs> you know, we have a gadget for everything.
0: <laughs> this is true. Uh and speaking of shops, so you said like, you know, that first project, your husband had to show you how to use oh, the yeah. drill, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so what does your shop space look like now what what kind of goodies uh tool wise Uh do you have going on
1: we've come a long way (laughs) um well i took over the garage it's a two-bay garage and our cars are now all in the driveway i took it completely over i shiplapped the walls i built built built-ins all over the place um i don't have a fancy table saw I just have a DeWalt contractor saw, so don't anybody get that in mind. Um, oh, she's a medical professional. She probably has everything. No, nope. I have six kids. I do not. Um, <laughs> but slowly but surely, I'm building up my, um, my repertoire, so to speak. The things I would love to have would be a lovely table saw and a drill press. And I wouldn't mind a jointer. I have a tabletop jointer, but I do a lot of jointing with hand planes. Um. And that is my least favorite skill, uh, jointing. I'm not very good at milling wood. I clap for those that are, and I haven't quite achieved that perfection yet. And they sell a billion things to show you to make something square. Could I get it square already?
0: (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's face it, milling lumber by hand is a task for anybody. I mean. Yeah you know uh, cuz i like i have some <clears throat> some professional schooling in woodworking and the first class i oh, took okay. i mean we had to learn how to joint the face of a, mm-hmm. an edge to be square to right. each other with a low angle jack plane and okay i own a low angle jack plane cuz i bought it for that class do i intentionally use it now no I will find yeah. almost <laughs> any method um, <laughs> yeah. to not do it like that. Not because, I mean, I could, but yeah. I mean, you're going to quadruple at least your amount of time. Um, yeah. But I also, like, I don't have a jointer either. Um, I did recently join up with a local uh, maker space and they okay. have a six inch uh what is it? Six inch Delta cabinet jointer. Um, and I'm like just thrilled to get to be yeah. able to use that again. Um, Because it made like, I, I had to process some lumber last week and I was like, man, I did this in an hour and a half. It was so yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah. have those tools available to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the first, first few couple of years, I didn't have any kind of a dust collection. Now, trust me, I have that kind you buy with the the buckets and it's the cyclone and it's nothing, it's not that great thing where bells go off and you lift off a human body bag or something. (laughs) I don't have that. I still have the, I'm still in Fred Flintstone world, but um, it is is better than what I had prior. Each year gets a little better, um, I think hopefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get a drill press one day. There you go. Um, each year gets a little bit better. and I get, I'm very enthusiastic still, so we'll see what happens.
0: What's, uh, so you listed a few things you want, but what's at the very top of your
1: list as far as tools? Oh boy. You know, I really think I want the drill press because I like to do mortise and tenon. And I've been doing it by hand, and it's laborious to say the least. And it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have a good sense of it. I if anybody ever went back to my Instagram and laughed, could laugh heartily at my mortise and tenon expati- um, episodes. But um, I, I I'm just it's honest. That's it t- took me a long time to get it correct. To get you know I see some people are like oh I just decided to try this today and it perfectly comes out and you're like. Good for you. Yep, I'm not that person. I'm still that teenage girl with pimples, <laughs> you know, the one that you know is in the back of the room. That's that's still where I am in my development. Um, yeah, <laughs> so maybe a drill press would be okay. so helpful because I have some projects coming up that would be wonderful with the mortise and tenon joinery, and I'm I'm looking forward to doing that because I want to get a shoulder plane so I can mm-hmm. make them even more accurate. And I would be thrilled to have that because I made a dining room table and benches and I want to get rid of that. Hopefully one of my kids will move out. Please come on guys, get out. Um, They can have that because I want to make something else. (laughs) I'll almost pay them to leave at some point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So what, what kind of plane are you working with when you say you're jointing with a hand plane right now?
1: I have a low jack plane. I have, um, my goodness. I <laughs> don't do a lot of jointing to tell you the truth. I have the little tabletop jointer that you stick up and I actually put a cardboard box underneath of it and collect all the shavings that they shoot out the one side. Mm-hmm. That's been my uh, sawdust collection. I've had that literally I've shown it on Instagram. It gets quite a chuckle, but it works. So that's how it goes. I have that same box for uh, three years now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't really made anything, you know, I've done the cutting board thing. I actually have three cutting boards sitting in my dining room waiting for me to finish them and send them out. Um, I'm not big into those. It's beautiful. And I, I love looking at everybody else's. Um, so in other words, I don't really joint a lot of wood to perfection. Nothing on my horizon at this point makes me, um, takes me down that path. Mm -hmm. Nothing is perfect. I'm toying with a different way of going I'm more interested in furniture that's more shaker I'm kind Mm -hmm. of a shaker kind of interested girl Mm -hmm. um so we'll see I need to find a better wood person out here because the wood guy I go to is extremely expensive and a few people in my area know exactly who I'm talking about um great place beautiful but walnut forget it one board is 80 bucks can't do
0: it yeah no i i've i have been lucky enough to you know just through kind of networking and connections and Mm -hmm. finding out i mean i found like one local sawmill off of craigslist um okay and the and and facebook uh both Mm -hmm. those places i've been pretty lucky where they're like mom and pop ran places and, uh, some things that are key to me is I like to use, uh, urban lumber, you know, thing, uh, so that it's, it's not milled for the sake of milling lumber for the furniture or construction industry, but it's like stuff that had to come down. Um, so a lot of these mom and pop type places, they take those trees, right? That people are like oh, okay. I had to have this removed from my yard because it like
1: got mm-hmm. whatever,
0: you know, the what what is that? The the beetle that's eating all the ash trees right now. Oh, right. Um that type of thing and then, you know, and then they'll uh, mill it up and a lot of times they'll take things too that because they had to come down from disease or whatever, they can be like super funky pieces of wood okay that that are really interesting but that's what I would recommend just even like getting on Facebook and doing a search for a sawmill near me and you can find um, you can find you know a varying range of quality depending on what you're looking for to start with Um, but they tend to be less expensive um, yeah because their inputs are cheaper, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's not as pricey uh, for, right. for selling. The more finished product you get, the higher the expenses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I found. Sometimes I'll go and I'll get like a, I guess they call an S4 board. It's oh, completely been yeah. faced. Yeah. And especially if I'm in a rush to do something, and that I I just need to get it correct. <laughs> yep. yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and do that. But yeah, I'm going to look around. There is actually a guy not too far from my house. I think he's almost ninety. Has a sawmill. Um, he's funny because he has a Christmas tree farm attached. Because where I live is pretty rural. A lot of people have various farms. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very farm to table type of situation here. It's your farm to your table. But um, I'll have to go see what he's been cutting or getting lately. Um, and I have seen tree guys out here taking trees down. I'm not sure what they're doing it for, but yeah, I have to investigate all that. There's just so much to do so much to learn. It it just seems like a nice long, um, learning curve, which is enjoyable to me.
0: It is. Uh, like I said, I think, I think it is a craft that, uh, no matter how focused you are on it, I think you always Mm -hmm. have room to learn
1: yes totally because uh especially me i make so many mistakes i i'm hoping to learn more <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know but there's not the so. there you go there there's not and you built a shed which is like something i i did i ha i have not tackled and probably well it's something i want to tackle eventually but uh, uh, okay but i think it was close. Yeah, I think any maker you ask, I mean, they everyone can point out mm-hmm. a gazillion flaws that they see. Yeah, but sure. you ask your neighbor, you like you mm-hmm. show it to your neighbor, and they'll be like, "That's amazing! You made that with your own two hands." Yeah, like, you know, and yeah. so it's it's all about perspective.
1: Oh <laughs> um, yeah,
0: definitely. Right?
1: Um, and I, <laughs> I feel. Agree.
0: The the longer removed I am from making something, the more I like it because I start to forget all of the mistakes with that project. Me too.
1: Or I'll look at something and go, how did I even make that? I don't even remember how to do that. I'm notorious for that. I'll go back and go, wait a minute. How do you do that again? I have to go back and re-look at it. I'm like, oh my goodness, come on. Mm-hmm. It's just con- continuous. But building a shed, if you go for it. Be prepared. Construction is completely different than fine woodworking. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's just, <laughs> you know, I'm out there laboriously making everything 16 inches on center to them. My husband's like, oh, come on. I'm like, no, I want it to be not like our house. It has to be 16 on center. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it took a long time and it was heavy it was so heavy i lost like five pounds on this adventure because that stuff is
0: flipping heavy it's the uh, it's the new uh weight loss uh, oh. trend right build your True. own shed truly and shed pounds it's the shed shed, shed. plant <laughs> it's
1: the shed shed method yes say that five times no you're right You're right. I should. I should start a whole new thing on that. What am I thinking? I gotta go. I have marketing to do. (laughs)
0: That's right. Um, All right. So you did kind of you mentioned before. So you're basically doing this for yourself, right? Um, Yes. There's no thought of like turning this into a business.
1: Oh, there's lots of those thoughts. They come (laughs) all from my husband. (laughs) When are you gonna make this into a business? Is it? a constant occurrence at our house because I have my twins who are part of the lucky buttercup and daughters, just the twins. My other two daughters have no interest at all. And my twins have less and less interest as they get more into their own life. But they were the ones that are constantly pushing because they have their own large Instagram account and they're all about it. They're all about marketing. They're they're sponsored by all these people. They're, you know, I, I just don't get it. When I look at our community, you know, we have you can count them on our hand. Oh, okay, maybe two hands and half a foot. How many of these women are really really like super successful at this? Mm-hmm. This is like a livelihood. That's not a lot if you take the demographics of a population and then you add six kids in there that need you to be on target with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would love to be able to but I don't feel that my work is quality enough to really do it at this point. I really don't. That's, that's, I just don't.
0: So I have to quote, which I don't do very often, uh, Gary Vanderchuk, Gary V, Mr. Entrepreneur Mm -hmm. guru. And he would say that quality is subjective. So Mm -hmm. don't stop yourself from documenting your process and your creation, because you're worried that it's not up to snuff. Somebody else right. who might be not as far along in the process as you will think it's amazing and will find value out of it.
1: Okay, well, that's fair. That's a great thought process for sure. So, I have, but I do
0: have to ask. So, what? Yeah, what are your twins into that they're mm. winning at social media? Well,
1: they are foodies. They're oh. into food food and fitness girls. They're um can I plug them or should I not? You can totally plug them. Oh, they're they're twin sanity. Okay. Um, and they are Totally into food, like healthy food, that kind of thing. So pretty much the antithesis of what I would be into, where I reach for a Pop-Tart, they're going to reach for a salad, that kind of funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun at our house to laugh at that. Um, and then fitness. They're very into fitness. They have a long history of sports and um and my one daughter is graduating in five weeks with her doctorate degree. So she has worked very, very hard. And they haven't put as much into twin sanity as they wanted to, but they will in the future because they have a little more time.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: um, yeah, they have, uh, they're really into it. And they have a lot of, um, right now, a lot of clothing people, There's a lot of clothing companies out there mm-hmm. that, um, and supplements and all that stuff that goes along with that genre, um, are, uh, helping them along so it's nice it's nice for them they're very social so they're mm-hmm. they're completely that generation it's it's like a duck in water yeah where my generation you know we're still the telephone and I'll write you a note <laughs> <laughs> give me a post-it I'll do that I'll put that on my calendar which I physically have in my pocketbook that's right <laughs> with a pen that's People, right it's a pen, a paper <laughs> please it's not like i'm using a, a pen with a long feather on it it's like, that's right you know the <laughs> ballpoint hey
0: and you and you figured out you figured out this zoom thing today so we're
1: we're ahead i the- did <laughs> did you get my pictures i actually sent you some i did i did get your see yeah yes.
0: <laughs> there well, you
1: go not bad
0: not bad so when you i mean so when you're talking about turning it into business i mean is that the line you go down of like it would be something in the social media sphere like your daughters or are you thinking like making product for customers would be what you would want to go down the line of
1: um yeah i probably would want to make product for customers and get on hgtv is not that all of our goals come on (laughs) <laughs> Give me a building show <laughs> no um product for customers things I've done a lot of things for family and friends and and various customers I've had some customers just through other people um, very slow networking but um yeah, I would like to I would like to take it as far as I can and see what I can learn and and who I meet along the way that that's the fun part for me mm-hmm. um, you know i have uh, i have a, I have a lot of irons in the fire with the family and I can only do so much, you know, my husband has a full, full business to run and we're, we're busy, we're busy people and who knows where life will take us in 10 years. But yeah, I'd like to see what would happen. Um, But one thing I don't do well is document or share. I'm not one of those people that's going to tell you what I had for breakfast today, except I mentioned the pop tart and that's pretty much a continuum (laughs) that's out there now. I'll never get that back. But um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I Do you see the value? I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I watch Instagram. I don't even care what you're building. I'm just kind of interested in you, but I don't think anybody would be interested in me. So I'm not see, good to that.
0: See, there we go down that path again. Your entire yeah. intro was fascinating in just those like 30 seconds of the intro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, then it just went downhill. <laughs> it did
0: not go downhill from there. But uh, don't discount yourself. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, (laughs) and you know, um, I, I might stick my foot in my mouth now, so I really (laughs) apologize if I do so, because it's not meant in a bad Mm. way, but I've had a few women recently who have Mm. reached out to me who are, their kids are grown, and so they're like empty nesters, um, or new grandparents who are just now starting woodworking, and, Ah finding a passion for it and mm-hmm. kind of saying something like, you know, I wish I would have done this earlier in life, that type of thing. But I sure. think there is an audience out there that yeah. would love to see more of people in their generation. And this is where I'm sticking my foot no right now, sure uh, <laughs> No, sure. That, not are, at that all. are doing nope. this, you know? Um, right. So I think there would be people interested that you just might not be aware of.
1: Right, I mean, and this is the funniest part. But if you look back, uh, PBS, for instance, would have that building show. Um, You know, those fellows weren't exactly going to show up on a calendar for (laughs) firemen, (laughs) which I would buy. But (laughs) um, you know, there seems to be kind of a dual edge here. It's okay for a um seasoned gentlemen to guide us all along and show us how to do it. But are we going to put a seasoned woman on camera? Do do we find value in that? And as a, of course that's a society question. Mm-hmm. We seem to be more drawn to the younger girl. And and there are lots of young ladies and medium-age ladies and then more mature women on Instagram. And you know everybody brings something interesting to the table. Mm-hmm in uh, all the, all of that um and all that age span, but I find it kind of funny that we'll turn to a seasoned gentleman, assuming he has all this experience. He could have picked up a hammer yesterday and you know still has a band-aid on his thumb for how well it went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is it is interesting, and it is it is something I would mention to all of the women out there, and I'm not trying to put a divide because I love all the men too, but for the women out there, if you feel you're, you're just not cutting the mustard because, you know, you need a little face cream at night on those wrinkles, hey, who cares? You know, your value is not based on your age and or your appearance. And that goes through the whole community. Correct. Um, And honestly, and and I have a, a child who has a disability. I have a disabled child with cerebral palsy. And we have this conversation quite often and very actively. If you're going to continue in life judging a book by the cover only, then you will never digest the information that's put out there for you. The book isn't going to tell you anything. It's just a cover. The cover tells you zero. Yep. And that, that's how, that's how, um, that's my advice to gals out there who are just giving it a go, giving it a try. Do it. Do it. it you're in a better position than the poor gal who just had a baby. And as you know my daughter in law just had a baby. It's three weeks now, and she's like, "How the heck do you do this? (laughs) How do you even take a shower? Yeah, let alone be a maker with little ones running around. God bless all of you.
0: You just tell her be a survivor, right? It's all about survival. (laughs) Survival. That's all it is—is survival. Yep, Um, I agree. Well, Cynthia, we are getting towards the end of our time. So okay, great. I want to ask in case people are not following along with you uh, mm-hmm. currently, like how can they find you out on the interwebs to follow along on your journey?
1: Oh, I'm only on one place and that's Instagram. I have no Facebook. I know I'm one of those people. Who is she and why doesn't she have that? But I don't, I don't have time for all that stuff right now. I'm just on Instagram, Lucky Buttercup and Daughters. I'm out there. Um, Hopefully I'll post that shed picture, but now the sun is starting to go down a little. (laughs) Maybe not, but I'll get out. I'll get back on there. But um, yeah, that's where you'll find me. And, uh, Hey, find me already. Come on. That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I love all
1: the people I follow and I, I do, I have a real good, I have a very good time, um, with this forum. This is a lot of fun and I've learned a lot. And I thank all of you for that because gosh, guys, again, you're my walking encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. I love it. And this has been a lot of fun.
0: Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today.
1: You're very welcome, Katie. It was such a pleasure to meet you.
0: Yeah. Again, that was Cynthia with Lucky Buttercup and Daughters on Instagram. I will include the link on how to follow along with her in the show notes. Make sure you are following along with the Maker Mom podcast on Instagram. That's at Maker Mom podcast. The link in the bio there will take you multiple places, including show notes for this episode and all the previous episodes plus a link to get over to Patreon if you want to be a patron and support the podcast and join the tribe and get all kinds of extra, extra goodies. And this is my time to do a huge shout out to those of you who are patrons. Thank you so very much for your monthly contributions to the show and also your support on just giving suggestions on who you wanna hear from and interacting in the community. And a big shout out to all of you who listen on a weekly basis just because you enjoy the show, even if you aren't patrons. I still love you all. And with that, I hope you have a fantastic weekend doing whatever you're going to do, whether that is parenting, sporting, woodworking, making, crafting, making art, whatever it is. Have a fantastic weekend, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.